Respiratory Section 2, 1 of 24. Moving air in and out of the lungs. Functional divisions of the airway. The airway serves as a conduit to transfer gas between the atmosphere and the blood. We have three zones. The first zone is the conducting zone. The conducting zone is an atomic dead space and does not participate in gas exchange. Structures in the conducting zone include mouth and nares and continue distally to the terminal bronchioles. The terminal bronchioles are the last structure perfused by the bronchial circulation. The next zone is the respiratory zone. The respiratory zone is where gas exchange takes place. Gas exchange begins in the respiratory bronchioles. Gas exchange can only occur across a flat epithelium. The third zone is transitional zone. Some texts refer to the transitional zone as a portion of the airway that serves the dual function of serving as an air conduit and an area where some gas exchange takes place. In this instance, the respiratory bronchioles and alveolar ducts would be considered part of the transitional zone. Part of the conducting zones are, um, besides the mouth, the, the nares, it includes the trachea, the main stem, and then my mnemonic next is the lesbian. So L is lobar bronchi, S small bronchi, B bronchioles, and then terminal bronchioles. Perfect. Again, conducting zone, trachea, main stem bronchi, lobar bronchi, small bronchi, bronchioles, terminal bronchioles. And then for the respiratory zone, it is the, uh, it is the respiratory bronchioles, alveolar ducts, and alveolar sacs. That's it. Mm -hmm. Transferring gas between the atmosphere and the lungs. Breathing is a process that creates cyclic pressure changes inside the thorax. The mechanism exchanges fresh gas in the upper airway with alveolar gas in the distal airway. This serves two critical functions. O2 is delivered to hemoglobin. CO2 is eliminated from the blood. For air movement and gas exchange to occur, the airway must remain patent. The pressure inside the airway must be greater than the pressure outside of the airway. Transpulmonary pressure is the pressure inside the lungs minus the pressure outside of the lungs. By convention, the pressure inside the lungs is called alveolar pressure, and the pressure outside of the lungs is called intrapleural pressure. Transpulmonary pressure is equal to alveolar pressure minus intrapleural pressure. During tidal breathing, transpulmonary pressure is always positive to keep the airway open. Intrapleural pressure is always negative to keep the lungs inflated. Alveolar pressure becomes slightly negative during inspiration and slightly positive during expiration. There is no airflow at FRC or end inspiration. Aside from pathologic states such as pneumothorax, the only time the intrapleural becomes positive is during forced expiration. And then, diri na ato siya doing sa um, lungs and na FRC, iyang giad on sa ang transpulmonary pressure. So, I should be able to know about this example. At FRC, alveolar pressure is zero, intrapleural pressure is negative five, therefore, the transpulmonary pressure is positive five. During inspiration, example, the alveolar pressure is negative three, 
and the transpulmonary pressure, no, the intrapleural pressure is negative 8. The transpulmonary pressure is positive 7. So there is this therefore, so on and so forth, okay? I should be able to have a mind map in, while I'm listening to this, I should be able to have a mind map on this one. Um, in the example, we use the positive 1, not the positive 3 for quiet expiration because positive 1 is the first area in the lungs to deflate. So, ang naasayang drawing, ang first area sa lungs nga mo deflate kay ang naasa top of the lungs. So, kung sa ang number sa top of the lungs mo na first nga area mo deflate, okay? Alright, let's move on to breathing muscles. Inspiration. Contraction of the inspiratory muscle reduces the thoracic pressure and increases the thoracic volume. This is an example of Boyle's Law. The diaphragm and the external intercostal contract during inspiration, tidal breathing. The diaphragm increases the superior-inferior dimension of the chest. The external intercostal increases the anteroposterior diameter. Accessory muscle includes the sternocleidomastoid and scalene muscles. For exhalation, Exhalation is usually passive. This process is driven by the recoil of the chest wall. Active exhalation is carried out by the abdominal musculature. My mnemonic for this is I let the air out of my tires. So tires, T, transversus abdominis, I, internal oblique, R, rectus abdominis, E, external oblique. The internal intercostals serve a secondary role in active exhalation. Exhalation becomes an active process when minute ventilation increases or in patients with lung disease, such as COPD. A forced exhalation is required to cuff and clear the airway of secretions. A vital capacity of 15 mL per kg is required for an effective cuff.